It's August 28, 2021, and this is the Kathy Gill Podcast. Good afternoon, Kathy. How are you today? I'm great. Great. Well, this is episode number four, and uh, last time, I was trying to remember some of the interesting things we covered last time, but I I was just really blown away to realize how many jobs Clyde had in the tire business, Mm -hmm. and uh, thanks to Brett listening to it this week, we found out we missed one, so... Go back and try to recount the jobs again, if you can, quickly, and we'll include the one we missed, which was Farm Bureau, Farm I think. Farm Bureau. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, he had the little um, shop, the little gas the station. The pure oil station. Pure oil uh-huh. station. Yep. Then he worked for Chevrolet doing the tires. Yep. Then he worked for himself with a, a partner. From Indianapolis. Yeah. Um, then he worked at on Walnut Street for himself. Um, just Sanborn okay. Tarsales. And, and was that where we left off last time? I think that was the last one you told us about, maybe. And well, then, no, then, then we talked about... Uh, I think I skipped the Farm Bureau and went on to... Mail route. Mail route. So between the mail route and the little building on Fourth yeah. Street would have been the mail route, mail route, right? Or no, the no, farm, farm sorry, bureau. no. Is that right? Before the was that before the mail route? It was when the Farm Bureau was before the mail route. Okay. And he worked it, there several years. And when you say Farm Bureau. The one farm bureau I think of is the one that was kind of close to Rogers. Yeah, it, it, it was that same that was it, location. But he did. He had the tire business. Second he Street. He did all the tires. It's uh-huh. Second Street, but it's mm-hmm. kind of out of town a little bit on Second he Street. He managed so. all their tires. Okay, great. All right, thanks for clearing that up. Um, so to get started today, um, the first topic I wanted to cover is something that was interesting to me when I met Jill. So I met Jill in. 84, I believe it was, summer of 84. Um, And when I would come down to visit Jill, I was amazed at how many people were at this house all the time. (laughs) So I want to ask a little bit about, like, how did that happen? Or what, what was that like for you having a house full of people? And the reason I'm asking this question is that it's not normal. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know that. (laughs) I've always been there. No, it's interesting, and Jill will even talk about it to friends um, about you know growing up with a house where people just show up just all the time. Well, I mean, actually, when Brett got his license, then Brett always had four or five guys downstairs, and I'd wake up in the morning. I I actually slept really well at night. Everybody said, you'll never sleep a wink after they get their license. I remember the first night, we told him what time to be home, and I fell asleep, and I woke up the next morning, and I just looked out and saw his truck there, kind of looked downstairs, and there was four guys laying there, and he was one of them. So, <laughs> from, And every weekend, they'd all, in fact, at the last time I saw them, which was Saturday night, a couple of them all come over and said, 
you were my second mother. We said I was always over at your house. And yeah, said, in fact, Jill and I were talking about Jill's Kenny a little bit. And so tell me a little bit about Kenny, because, I mean, Kenny, like, to this day, Kenny talks all the time about just how big of an impact you had on him. Did, did you know that no, at the time? No, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Kenny and Brett played Little League together, and... Um, you know, they played all four years on the same team. So, yeah, Kenny and Brett were really good friends. And Kenny, Kenny has always loved me for some reason. He just thinks I'm great. I can't figure it out. But... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. And Jill would have people stay all night. Not as many, but you had people stay all night. And then Wendy, I mean... She had three or four people lived here. In fact, one of her friends actually moved in, and we didn't know it for a week. Who was that? Selena. Oh, she. No uh, surprise, yeah. She was mad at her mom, and they. I was over there picking Wendy up, and they were throwing clothes out of the bedroom, her bedroom, and then Wendy would put them in the car, and I didn't know that because I was in talking to Lana, and. Once second Selena go home, and I said, sure. So they went home, and she stayed, and she stayed, and she stayed. And I kind of wondered after about the fourth or fifth day, you know. And then finally her mom called, and she said, will you tell Selena to go home? So this is enough. So she's been mad at me all this time. And oh, that's she she needs to go home. And, of course, I told her, and she said, I'm not going home. So Selena had to come get her. But And when I looked in Wendy's drawer... Wendy had cleared off half of it for Selena and half of it was hers. And, I mean, they had the drawers really neat and Savannah, all <laughs> Selena's clothes was in it. You know, she was well prepared. <laughs> but just, you know, Kelly. Kelly was always over here. Marlene was always over well, here. Well, I just remember when I would come here, um, I don't know how long you'd had the pool, but you'd had the pool, I don't think, a long, long time when I met you. Because well, I know the, the deck was... In fact, I think the only deck you had was the little blue one right there. I was, for podcast people, you can't see where I'm pointing. But <laughs> I'm looking out at Kathy's pool, and there's a little blue deck, and then there's a wooden deck kind of built all around yeah, it. Yeah, now Danny and, built the. And I'm pretty sure I remember Greg building the rest of that wood deck. And at first, he built just this side, and then eventually it went all the way around. Yeah, and then actually, Danny built it on bigger in the back. Okay. Because it was smaller, and, and so I don't know when that happened, but. Uh, yeah, we always, and I think Wendy was four when we got that pool because she she was well, always in it. She'd had it maybe three years. Yeah, I think I mean, she was seven when I met. She'd get up in the morning and, and just put her bathing suit on and she'd be in there all day long. But the reason I mentioned it was I, I just would be amazed. I would pull in and there would always be vehicles in the driveway. Sometimes there were people swimming. Sometimes people were out <laughs> yeah. building who knows what in the garage. And uh, yeah, it was uh, I yeah. it was just like nothing I'd ever I seen. I thought everybody did that. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> did, did you... I mean, I think most people would have gotten tired of it after a while, but no, you didn't. No, I ever, never did. You no. never seemed to care. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, they were all. I liked all of them. <laughs> I haven't. There wasn't one friend that they brought over that I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, now the next. This is kind of an oddball story, but I wanted to ask you about it because Brett brought this up maybe uh, a year and a half ago when we started the podcast, and I never got around to it. But there's some story about you and Brett and a spatula that I want to hear about. So, <laughs> yeah. 
So, so what's the background there, and what actually happened with that? <laughs> well, um, Brett loved to tease Jill, and Jill loved to scream, Mom, he's bothering me. So they were both always in trouble because I couldn't ever tell which one was really the one in trouble, so I'd put both of them in trouble. And I'd say, you know, you're, you're both to blame and everything. So Brett was teasing her, and she'd usually end up acting like she was going to cry, you know, because she just hated when you start poking on her. He was poking on her and everything. And I said, Brett, leave your sister alone. I'm telling you right now, leave your sister alone. He just kept poking on her. I grabbed a spatula, and I took her out after him. We ran around this house. How many times, Brett? Three or four times for sure. And then outside, and I almost caught him. I didn't catch him. And I wouldn't have hurt him, but I would have smacked him pretty good. <laughs> and uh, so somebody's going to be listening to this in, you know, 20 years. Child abuse. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, and that it slowed him down a little bit, but he loved to poke on Jill. He'd just, like, take his hand and poke her. And she'd just scream, Mom, Mom. <laughs> okay, so... Um, since cars are just a big part of life, at least uh, in most of our lives they have been, I want to talk a little bit about car wrecks. Okay. There's been a few of those. Yes. And um, <laughs> and so one thing I didn't mention earlier is that uh, both Brett and Jill are here today, which is good because Brett may be able to patch a few holes for us here on things. Mm -hmm. So the first car wreck I want to talk about is uh, something about Jill and I think a car in front of this house. And, yeah. And, I, and I, I've heard this story a couple of times, but I don't really remember it or how old she was or anything. Oh, I'd say she was three, not more than three. And the car was parked on, parked on the side and she oh, got... So on the end of the house. Yeah. Okay. And we were going camping and... Right out front. Yeah. Just... Out front. Okay. Yes, yeah, out it was point, right out yeah. front. And we were going camping and I was really busy and somehow Jill climbed in there and rolled the car down the hill <laughs> and there so wasn't anyone in it but her right I was yeah. out there too and oh you and Brett got, grabbed the handle trying to stop, to stop her it. and of course he drug him wonder yeah. she didn't yeah he didn't get run over tried to stop it and saw he couldn't stop her she went way down toward where Larry and Jill lived now. So it went down across the driveway and then down over the hill. Yes. What finally stopped it? Brush. Guff, yeah, brush. brush. But didn't yeah. hurt the car? Uh, it oh, up a little. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one. We have a picture of that somewhere, her sitting on top of it. Oh, really? Yes. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen that picture of me? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, or, or if I saw the picture, I didn't realize that was the... the, the yeah, so I need I to look that up. I doing. I just remember the picture. And she didn't get out. She rode it down through the yeah, she I bailed did. finally after I couldn't stop it. Yeah. Yeah, and there was pop bottles. We, I was also on the way to take... That's back when you had to take your pop bottles, you know, to a store and turn them in. I had the whole back seat piled with pop bottles, and there was pop bottles that flew everywhere in that car. I mean, it, she glass she took pop a, bottles. Yeah, glass pop bottles. She took a ride, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so the next, there are two different wrecks involving, involving Brett, I think, if I've got this right. Yeah. And Brett, you can clarify which order they're in. There's the Jeep accident that yeah. had Jill and... Somebody else in the Jeep Tony with you. And Tony and Jack and Brett. Yeah. Okay, a whole bunch. Okay. And then there's the pickup truck, I think. But I don't, what's the story with the old Chevy or... 
Was that you as well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so which one of those was first? Jeep. Yeah. The okay, Jeep. so so I want to hear Kathy's version of the Jeep story. So, um, he, he had been driving that Jeep a lot, and never had any problem. But for some reason, he started down that hill, and brakes went out, didn't they? You well, think? It, well, it never had brakes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I don't know why. Looking back. Dad ever let me drive that Jeep all around this. Especially down that hill. Which is really funny because the Jeep that I inherited, Jill inherited from him that I ended up not keeping, it didn't have brakes either. So that, that, that makes me laugh. So yeah. Uh, so it didn't have any brakes and I knew that. But we started down the hill from here towards... Learned it. Mother and Daddy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they got away from me and... I don't know why I didn't just turn immediately to the right and hit the first thing. Or but you weren't how old were you? Yeah, you oh, was, we were young. Fourteen, yeah, maybe. 13, 14. 13, 14. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you probably thought you were, you could just. Yeah. I tried. And I, <laughs> I hit the last tree before it yeah. was open. So, so do you remember? Because I remember seeing. I can't remember when I saw the jeep how damaged it was, but I heard the stories about. Well, and the terrible thing about this whole thing was I was downstairs washing clothes and, you know, washing machine going. I didn't even hear it, but the neighborhood heard it. So they were calling up and wanting to know if he was all right. Everybody was all right. And poor little Jack, he was, he couldn't have been over four or five. And the seat flipped with him and flipped over on top of him, which probably saved him from flying out. (laughs) So, so, so. So Jackie was in there. Jackie, I and don't think when were you in there? Me and Jill. And, yeah. and did you stay in it, Jill? And Tony, I think I did. Because you did. Yeah, one of you got one of you got thrown out. Did you? I got thrown out. Yeah. yeah. I think I was in it. I don't yeah, remember. I think you guys. I think you and Tony and Jack and Mel, stayed in. And then Mabel came running. Yeah, they all came. Oh, Mabel was involved. Yeah, well, they, they were. She was. They were members. They all heard it. See, and I didn't hear it. I was at the. I didn't hear it. That's okay. time that Brett saved my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then there's the pickup truck. Do you remember the pickup truck? Because, again, when I when I met Jill, the pickup truck had already been wrecked, and then Greg had, both the Jeep and the pickup truck had been, had been twisted back together. I don't so, remember So you don't truck. remember the pickup truck. No, so. you were driving it? It was an old Navy truck. That's right. Yeah, it was painted. Oh yeah, like a, a yeah. gray, a gray color. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And uh, we were at Ronnie Martin's working on my truck. I was had my license now, and we had to get a part. And we went to Shorty Ewan's to get it, and it was real snowy. And I hit a bump and skidded off the road and slid that truck down the ditch. And it was a pretty bad wreck. Tore it up pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funnier part to that, for me, was I mean that truck wasn't much of a truck anyway. Right. I mean I should have wished I'd never done it, but it didn't really seem to hurt anything. Dad didn't really care. He just matter of fact he opened the hood and welded a big rod up through. The, and drilled a hole in the hood and just shut the hood and screwed a big nut down on it <laughs> because the hood that. was yeah. sideways over the fenders. But after that, Jill had a birthday. You remember this, Jill? And yeah. had a bunch of girlfriends coming over for her birthday. Dad drove that wrecked, ugly-looking truck that had 
gray and brown primer all over it and he drove it and parked it in the front yard and took a black spray paint and wrote Jill's truck all the way down the side of it. God, I got that. Yeah. yeah. She was so embarrassed. Now, was that the one where you inv- invited Quinn, that party? It might have been the same party. I think that was it that party. Been. Yeah. Remember you and Kel- Kelly got this all together yeah. that, that yeah. you were going to yeah, have that, Quinn that, come. Yeah, because I vaguely am now remembering that yeah. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know much of what was going on, so I didn't know all the details. So. Well, and then there was another wreck. <laughs> that I had this little Chevette. Okay. I mean, we bought it new. I, I, I remember the Chevette, yeah. Yeah, we bought it new. And, uh, in fact, I hauled kindergarten kids on it, and I hauled kids going to ball practice. So it was, you know, we had a lot of different age groups in there. And then Jill, I hauled, well, I hauled uh, you to cheerleading with someone all the time. And, <laughs> and uh, we were... It was Brett and Gray Martin and Jeff Burks and who else was it? I think there's four Carl, four of you. Maybe. Was it Carl? Maybe. Carl, Carl. Carl. Yeah, Carl Shornhorse. And we were heading to the school and it was kinda of snowy and of course we were running late and if you run late you run laps up and down the and they were all saying <laughs> So you were trying to yeah, keep them from getting in trouble. They were all saying, We're gonna get in trouble, we're late and I'm like, I'll get you there, I'll get you there. Mom never was late. No, heavens never. Still never. <laughs> so I was going around the bridge, which we call the Samer Bridge. I don't know what the real name of it is down there at the... I wonder what the name of that bridge really is. It's the bridge kind of at the base of Gray Hill. Oh, Gray yeah, Hill, okay, yeah, yeah, that yeah, bridge. Gray Hill, I know what it is, yeah. So I went around the curve and ran right into that barricade, just... Wham. On the bridge? Yeah. Okay. Just right into it. And we kind of all looked at each other and I said, Brett, is it drivable? Go see. He gets out and he looks and he said, I think so. And we were right on the school. <laughs> and I think you made it on time, didn't you? As far as I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> but that little car, I mean, I actually I ran into Tim that I used to haul with Wendy for kindergarten and he said, I had so much fun in that car. And I said, I'm sure you did because no seat belt. They just rolled around in the back of it, just climbed over the seats. And <laughs> yeah, I remember one of the first times I rode in that car with Greg. He would just randomly, as you're going down the road, just yank the emergency brake on. Oh, my God. <laughs> and just scared the bejeebers out of me when <laughs> yeah. he did it. And uh, that was kind of my introduction to how he was a uh, pretty crazy guy. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, now we're going to switch gears and get quite a bit more serious here, and uh, I'll try to wade my way through this, but um, I didn't tell you about this because I, I wanted to get the effect. Uh-oh. Um, no, so... Be like last week. This last section of this week, I'm just calling it overcoming, um, because from your perspective, Kathy, you may not, it may not be obvious to you, that, but from my side, looking in from the outside... I've just been amazed over the years at the number of challenges, difficult challenges that you've had to go through. And, um, you know, I think about your uh, divorce from Greg, how hard that was and, and just Wendy being young and, <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff. And then you had to go back to school and figure that all out and just some really difficult things. Um, but then I started remembering um, 
your weight loss stories and the things I'd like you to tell us a couple things about. You went through a couple of different weight loss stories, but the one I really remember is some of the successes and some of the kind of accolades you got through, I think maybe it was Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so tell us a little bit about the, just the, <laughs> the history of Weight Watchers and the challenges of, of that because... I mean, that's something not many people succeed doing, and well, you succeeded. Well, I gained and, it a little back, but... <laughs> uh, you have done well, and, um, uh, and it's, a, it's a tough task. So. Yeah, it, it, Weight Watchers is great, and uh, they even had me... Well, Jill was there. Weren't you there when I had to speak? I didn't go, but you had to make your top ten reasons yeah. or something. Why? Or list, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so they made me speak at a meeting because in, in fact I still to this day occasionally try to put my socks on while standing up yeah. and I always think of you because <laughs> yeah. I remember you said that was one of your achievements yeah. was whatever you and like, wrap around robe yeah you mm -hmm. know that yeah. was the main thing you could wrap a robe around me <laughs> yeah but yeah um, and that that really helped my cancer a lot um, well the post-cancer so the first how, time. let me ask you on, on the weight loss so you, I know you lost weight early on um, uh, but that was around the time of the divorce and, and there was just yeah. it was just a very stressful time for you yeah. but then later on you did it for health reasons and you right. went through Weight Watchers yeah. and how many years did you do weight that? Weight Watchers? Yeah or, or was it maybe just I did Weight Watchers three or four years I, see I thought it was a I long need time to yeah. <laughs> yeah okay um, so yeah so and you mentioned the cancer so then that's what I wanted to go into so mm -hmm you uh, have went through breast cancer twice. Mm -hmm. So tell us about round one and just what that was like going okay. through all that. And then also, and, and then we'll get into round two because it was several years later and very different. And yeah. so, uh, well, first round, let's see, Danny and I were married and so you guys were married in 91, 92, 91, I think. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, I, People don't understand this, but this is honest God truth. I woke up in the middle of the night and said, I need to myself, I need to have a physical. And I hadn't had one for several years. And next morning I told Danny, I said, I think I need to go to the doctor and get a complete physical. And he said, well, I think that'd be a great idea. And then I just, he said, any reason? I said, I think I have a lump. And he said, what makes you think that? And I said, I can't feel it, but I woke up in the middle of the night and told myself that I need to go to the doctor and that I had that. a lump. And he said, okay. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, and then it happened the second time. And so I uh, I thought, well, someone's trying to tell me something. So I went to the doctor, and there was a lump. And she said, you probably couldn't have felt this. And I said, well, yeah, I just knew it was there. And... Uh, so anyway, that one, I had to have a um, lumpectomy twice. They, they didn't get it the first time, and that's interesting when they do that. They put a needle in there, and they leave it in there. And at that time, I'm sure they don't do that now, but at that time, I had to go from the hospital to her office with that needle hanging out. Really? Now they don't do that, I'm sure. It was like she, oh, wow. she I had to go back to her office. They, she just couldn't. With the biopsy needle. Yeah, with the biopsy needle. Um, and then I did really? radiation. And radiation lasted eight weeks, every day for eight weeks. And 
Well, then it didn't stop after that because after the radiation, no. then you went on to. Some... Then I had, and it was uh, six years ago. Oh, oh yeah, tamoxifen. Yeah. yeah. So I took tamoxifen. Actually, I took tamoxifen for eight years. You're supposed to take it for 10 years. But um, at that time, tamoxifen for me was $220 a month. And I was on unemployment and working you know, doing my own business. And it was like, this is ridiculous. I can't afford that. And I asked the doctor and she said, you're good. She said, eight years is fine. So we say 10 years, just, you know. Right. But she said, you don't have to worry about that. Well, now you can get tamoxifen for $10, oh, no wow. matter how, wow. you know, so generic, whether you have yeah, insurance so yeah. right. or not. So um, then my cancer came back. So, so 2015, because there was a lot happening yeah. in 2015. Yeah, so it's really. 2015 it came when back. When it came back. Mm-hmm. So it, I, the first nope. one was And what 92. were you saying about Oh, 92, really? Well, okay. it would be because I was working in the May agency. Okay, so, so yeah. 92 and then it was 20, that would be 23. No, yeah. let's see. So it was probably 15, now? it was 15 years later. So whatever that that would have been be later two, than ninety two thousand yeah okay two thousand two so still there or two thousand ish somewhere yeah, there. yeah. I was okay. still there to my agency. Um, same yeah. thing happened middle of the night. Yeah, I woke up in the middle of the night and I said something's wrong. I need to go to the doctor <laughs> and <laughs> you know there's just I guess your body tells you so anyway I went to the doctor and yes I had another. So now the first time you had it, um, you only had one side, which is common, and then you did a a lumpectomy. Lumpectomy. Right. And and then the second time, they had you do the the double mastectomy. Right. Yeah. Because we were trying to figure out, (laughs) between Jill and Wendy and I, we were all trying to figure out whether I was going to do reconstruction. And uh-huh. I was thinking that my age is really necessary, and I was really trying to figure out. And went to a surgeon. We liked the surgeon, but he sent us to a plastic surgeon that, oh my gosh, the man was oh. hideous. Yeah, Remember I forgot him? about that. Yeah, Dr. Yeah, Wise Guy. You did not like. And yeah. Jill couldn't go. She was gone. And <laughs> What'd you something, call? something happened. Our you could and we oh, that's right. Oh, that yeah. was another thing happened that year. Yeah. yeah, we had a flood. And she yeah. couldn't get over there. So mm-hmm. Wendy and I were in there, and he was so obnoxious. And finally, we just kind of said, well, Wendy spoke up, and she said, I think what my mom is trying to say is, do you think that it, it would be in her best interest to do it at her age and everything? And he looked, turned around at me, and he said, well, I see you brought your expert with you. And I looked at Wendy, and I thought Wendy was going to explode, you know. She should have exploded, yeah. yeah. And he said, Let, he, said I, uh, he went out for something, and I said, let's get out of here. And I just, you know, I said, we're out of here. And we went up to the desk, and we said, we're leaving. But <laughs> he was awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're right at the end of this week or this episode, I mean, and um, I guess the last thing I wanted to just leave with you, Kathy, if I can get it out without getting a little emotional, is just <laughs> for me from the outside, um, you're such a fascinating lady and great mother-in-law because, <laughs> well, you are, and, and because I've, I've been able to watch this from the outside over the years, and you're the kind of person that um, 
your ability to, to overcome things has just always amazed me. You know, you've always, uh, to me, you're kind of the secret glue of the family and you're that person <laughs> that you're just always able to, to wade through some really difficult situations. And like I said, between your cancer and, and your divorce, um, I uh, wrote some other things down here, but I even think about, you know, dealing with Wendy in high school, just, you know, all of that and working through all those challenges. Um, and yet, uh, a lot like your dad, you know, I you, you never saw you get very excited, never saw you uh, really get angry. I can't ever remember a time uh, of, any, of too much happening, and uh, I just uh, have always appreciated the way you've done things. Um, so thanks for sharing, and uh, we will uh, come back next time and with one final podcast uh, episode um, to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. So thanks. Yeah. yeah.